Hey guys, it's Evan from Empire State Conservatives Podcast. Just reminding you to check us out on Instagram at GetRedPillNY, on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, and on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overwatch at Empire State Conservatives Podcast. And make sure you check out our store for all snowflake melting merch at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store. Enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 124. It is me, your host Evan, with the All-American Conservative Solomon Tack, here to tickle your political pickle and expose leftist insanity and communist fools trying to destroy the American way. We have a very, very special guest with us today, Chris Davis, co-founder of the New York Citizens Defense Organization. They are an up-and-coming 2A organization in New York looking to take down unconstitutional gun laws and, like us, looking to make real change and reinstitute our freedoms. Chris, great to have you here today. It's good to be here. All right, Chris, for the folks at home who don't know what your organization does, can you give us a little bit of background of how you guys came to be, where you're at now, and what the goals are for the future? Sure. Well, um, as many of you guys would probably already be able to tell, there's – a ton of different organizations already in existence. Um, the, the, the main thing that we saw, uh, and really it was Todd uh, who came up with the idea. Um, I believe he, he kind of already had some stuff in the works and he just kind of set it on the, the back burner. Um, and he saw, I think he saw some, some comments that I made in another group on Facebook and he approached me and he said, Hey man, I, I like what you stand for. Um, I like the way that you think your logic and reason is, is right, you know, where it needs to be, you know, to, to partner with me. How would you like to be an admin uh, in the Facebook group and, and you know, kind of help me get this thing off the ground? And at first I was like, I don't even know what this is. So, you know, that's, that's basically, you know, what started it. Um, and within uh, – you know, within a couple hours, I knew, you know, that him and I had had some similar, similar vision. Um, so basically what the, the issue that we addressed uh, as a, as a, you know, a team was that there didn't really seem to be a, a, a line in the sand for a number of people. Like it, it seemed like that that line was just uh uh, I guess you could say um, non-existent for most people, or it was being pushed back by conservatives and, and other uh, pro two a groups, especially on Facebook. Um, and really the, the point of the, the, the connection between us came that we're not willing to, to compromise and sit back and watch all of these other pro 2A groups not, not really get anything done um, and then partner directly with that was the, the fact that all of these other groups are talking about marching in Albany waving flags and we've had that even prior to the to the SAFE Act there were 
other marches that took place in Albany to protest, you know, different legislation. And it didn't seem like anybody was really willing to put chutzpah behind it. And we were just going to stand there and wave flags. And since, you know, the SAFE Act, the, the seven years that we've been under the, the, the tyranny, you know, and, and oppression, just dealing with that issue, we haven't really seen anybody willing to actually step out and stick their neck out and, and be willing to, to, to face it um, with an armed march. Um, so that's currently, you know, one of our main goals and, and the main thing that brought uh, Todd and I together. And uh, hopefully the, the team that we've assembled, uh, from what we know of them now, we, we all seem to be on the same page uh, when it comes to the, the main goals of the group. And, uh, you know, it's exciting to be part of within, you know, a week's time, a week and a half. Uh, we've got over 430 some members um, and we've lost probably about 70 to 80 that were just not being active, um, that were, you know, not participating. So that's that's where we're at, at least when it comes to the, the establishment of, of what this is. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. And you talked about the tyranny. It, it really comes down to Cuomo, and he really shows that he doesn't care. And the message needs to be sent out to essentially, especially what I believe is local law enforcement. I think that is our key in order to getting rid of the SAFE Act, because I talked to Larry Sharp about this. Um, we've spoken to many different experts on this. The key to getting rid of the SAFE Act is to take out the legs out from under it. So the SAFE Act, the whole thing was it's a public safety issue. That's how we get away with it. It's not unconstitutional. It's a public safety issue. Well, if they're not enforcing it and there's no rise in gun crime, then it's not a public safety issue. And that's how you kind of take it down. But it really is. You have to be willing to stand up and do something about it. And that's a big reason why we started the Empire State Conservatives, because we had to know there were other people. And everyone always tells you it's a blue state. It's a blue state. It's a blue state. And it's really not. It's very, it's blue in New York City. Nassau County is kind of purple. And Westchester. And that's really it. The rest of the state is basically blue. I mean, red, sorry. And it's, you have to be willing to stand up and put your name on something. And if you're willing to stand up, people will stand behind you. Right. Uh, what, when Patterson was, per, was, was governor of New York, was it this deep? Like, remind me. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Is he the blind guy? Yeah. Was he that set on on taking away Second Amendment rights? Was he that set on on going against the NRA? I don't think anyone was. I think it really started with Cuomo. <laughs> like, it wasn't great, but, like, it, Cuomo was literally just like, hey, I want to piss every gun owner off. Like, that's my goal. So my point behind saying that, and we spoke about this last episode uh, with Masha Hill, when Bloomberg was, was mayor of New York City, right after Giuliani, crime wasn't that high. Governor Patterson was not going after the NRA. He was not going after gun rights groups. He was not going after the Second Amendment. And crime was still rather low. Now you have Governor Cuomo and you have Mayor de Blasio. And New York City crime is back on the rise and all they're doing is going after the legal gun owner. And 
the fact that people can't put two and two together and they can't see this and they're constantly hammering on the legal gun owner is a major issue in New York, a major issue. And I do believe, and I do 100% agree, we need to have a armed gun march in New York just to display the same sentiment that was displayed in, in Virginia. You can have thousands of gun owners together and there not be one incident of a, even a misfire. But what's amazing but, is that the gun laws are the only laws that go after law-abiding citizens. They really do. They always seek to outlaw something that is commonly owned, whether it's pistol grips or, you know, adjustable stocks or magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. It always goes after a law-abiding citizen. You know, DWI laws don't go against law-abiding citizens. If you don't drink and drive, DWI laws don't apply to you. You know, if you're not going to mug people in this, you know, you're not robbing stores, robbery laws don't apply to you. Gun laws are the only laws that apply to law-abiding citizens. And that's like the most disgusting thing. Like, it really pisses me off. Hey, Chris, Chris. Is like, are you, does that kind of get with you too? Well, so, yes, absolutely. Um, and and the, the, the way that I came about, uh, you know, coming to this particular stance, um, I, I've been somebody who's been uh, kind of – libertarian, you know, for a majority of my life, um, very conservative fiscally, uh, in, in different ways and socially and all that. Um, but the, the main thing that, that really drew me into the government really not giving a crap about us was actually out in Arizona, uh, probably about seven years ago, they actually started making collecting rainwater illegal. illegal. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that, that to me is the same type of law that, that this, uh, you know, safe act is that the only people that can have a gun or have collected rainwater is the, the state government or the government, the, the people that are going to nanny the, the, the people, the nanny state. Um, and, and yeah, it's really frustrating that you have, um, the, the, the facts and the statistics that we have um, that really lay it out plain and simple that an armed society is a polite society and that when people who are aiming to do evil things with a weapon that they're not supposed to have as criminals or, or to even do certain activities with legal firearms – um, they, they're not going to abide by the law. So then it puts the law abiding citizen in a position that we really only have to rely on the nanny state for our protection and our provision. And that's, that's extremely frustrating. And that's what we're, we're going after. Um, and that's one of the key talking points that we are going to be addressing, um, especially at an armed March slash rally in Albany. Um, and even before that, we've got some stuff that we are aiming to do and get done. And, and we're going to be addressing that very thing. I, that's, that's the perfect way to put it. That's really, that's, it's really disgusting. The way that the government operates, it's all about cash flow. It's all about money coming in. If you look at the way everything operates, in order to run a business, you have to get a ton of licenses. You have to pay all this money to the government for what? 
to prove that you're worthy of running a business, the market will prove, will tell you whether or not you're worthy of running a business if you fail or not. If I want to, you know, I run my own business on the side, government stop listening, please. Um, it's all cash. If I was bad at running my business, I wouldn't have clients. But my client base is consistently growing because I'm good at my job. Why should I have to pay the government a fee to make money? I'm already, they're already taxing my income. It really is disgusting how much the government has grown. And like you said, you said you grew up mostly libertarian. I'm a very, I have a very libertarian mindset. Um, I don't agree with a lot of the issues within the libertarian party. I think there's a lot of uh, bitching and whining. A lot of people who just want to be like, you know, we can abolish the police department. It's like, come on. You know how many people are in New York State? New York City would be a madhouse without the, come on, let's not go insane. But there are definitely things the government does need to back off of. There are things that the government should not be involved in. And that's, I think libertarianism is the closest. I always call myself a constitutional conservative. I think it's basically almost basically the same thing. It's libertarianism is, it's a, I think it's a little bit, uh, it's basically the same thing. I'm not even going to get into that too much. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) libertarianism constitutes conservative. Moving on. Governor Blackface Northam hasn't learned his lesson yet as the Virginia Democrats have passed bills HB 674 and HB 812, which limit handgun purchases to one per month and institute an unconstitutional red flag law. Tech, I know you're down there. I know you hate him. Uh, what on earth is this dumb bastard doing? Did he really not learn his lesson from the 20,000 man march? Like, come on, this is, where, where's this going? It's like, Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna go confiscate your guns, but we're gonna pass more unconstitutional laws that are gonna piss people off. Like, it's like he can't help himself. It's like, no. okay, I was in blackface or I was in the clan hood. It's fine. Also, you know, if a baby's born after an abortion, we should just like leave it out to die on a table, and then let's take all the guns. It's like he just constantly wants people to be mad at him. Like, like just. Take, take this one over. Take it over. Take it over. I, I, okay. I don't want anybody to misunderstand me, but this morning. Oh, everyone, hold on. I was super, I was uber, let's use German words. I was uber tired, right? I, I was just, it was cold. I didn't want to get from underneath the covers. And I just didn't want to wake up this morning. I didn't want to wake up this morning. I didn't well, want like to go to work. Like, like me, you wake up next to a blonde woman. So why did <laughs> <laughs> but if I was to say that in any type of social setting where people didn't understand the fact that I wake up next to a blonde woman every every day, every morning, and I just don't want to move, you know, I'm not going to say what I was going to say along those lines, but you get where, where I'm coming from. Y'all are two grown adult men. <laughs> Somebody could then say, I have a firm fear that he wants to kill himself because he said he didn't want to wake up this morning. Now I have somebody knocking at my door. They're asking what I have. Can they take it from me? I need to go see a a doctor at some psych ward to make sure that I'm mentally stable enough to own a weapon. And the doctor can then say, I don't think he's mentally stable enough to own that weapon until I finish doing a diagnosis on him. Then I look like Adam Sandler in anger management. (laughs) that's basically what these laws do they make you the living real life version of adam sandler and anger management because somebody 
misinterprets every you remember the, the the black guy on an airplane <laughs> he said what's wrong with you people he's like you people i'm gonna ask calm down i am calm what is it with you people you people oh now wait a minute i don't mean you people i mean you people sir i will not tolerate any racist behavior on the plane this is a very difficult time for our country i, I know that i'm not a racist i just want to watch the movie i'm only going to say this one more time sir calm down. I'm calm. <laughs> Just because you misinterpret exactly what I'm trying to say or my feeling or the mood at the moment doesn't mean that you have a right to go and make a complaint about me that's going to get my, my guns taken away. That's exactly what those laws do. Chris? Well, yeah, I mean, it's if anybody's paying attention, um, it's beyond the, the gun issue, it's really going to pursue its own end uh and really the 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 end is the the thought police um and it it doesn't have to necessarily you know do with with a firearm or or a knife or or some suicidal tendencies or homicidal tendencies It, it, it really the end is is gearing towards thought police and 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 it's my belief that they're actually uh working towards legislation uh, because we've already seen some thought police type legislation i I think they're pushing it towards a a a major piece of legislation across the the board and in the federal uh you know federal laws but the the red flag thing is is just really insane um, for, for multiple reasons. And, and one of the things that, that really kind of hits home with me is that, that I come from a family that has worked with, um, either mentally, uh, retardation, uh, type patients, um, or with, uh, people that have severe, uh, mental issues. I worked in a juvenile system, uh, came out of a juvenile system as a young kid myself, um, and one of the places that I worked was, was essentially anybody that had a diagnosis. Um, and really what I see happening is that the government is essentially saying that those people are not going to be able to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And really they're lumping the conservative, you know, crowd in with those people by stripping our gun rights away. And eventually it's going to be that nobody is going to, going to be able to own a firearm based on these laws if we do not stop them. So what is there is the, the, the depressed guy's life less valuable than my life because I'm not depressed. Uh, is my right to defend myself superseding his right to defend himself. And if we really look at the statistics, most if, if we're dealing with a, an argument of, of mental stability, usually those that are unstable are actually victims of crimes, not perpetrators of crimes. There are times where where people lapse and they have a snap in reality. There's some other conspiracy theories that I happen to believe and, and attain to that it might be a, a, a cause for what's actually happening when we're, we're talking about mass shootings or, or, you know, homicides that are gruesome. Uh, but to, to claim that somebody's just, you know, a little depressed now, all of a sudden we got to take their guns away for a year or whatever it is. 
and that can actually lead to another topic about you know the the, the guy in in Utica, you know that that he he's now dead. And, and the, the other thing you were talking about was the uh, the, the buying one handgun a month. I mean, I don't know about I don't know about him, but I'm a hardworking American who who you know makes a, a decent wage. I'm not going to be able to go out and buy one handgun every month. Like that's just it's foolishness. So to to think that you're actually going to do something. Even even if I was able to buy a handgun a month, I'm pretty certain those who are aiming to do harm could buy 10 handguns in a month if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it's off the books. They're not going to know about it. Or so just wait. It, yeah, just, just go to the South Bronx. I'm sure you can buy 50 handguns in a week. Like, come on. But it really – it does go down to – I think what it really boils down to is the left's it's not even the Democrats. It's, it's anyone who is left of center. So like the green party, all these people, any leftist people, their complete disregard for our constitutional rights. So besides the fact that gun laws are unconstitutional for the fact that they're taking away your second amendment right without cause, they also violate the due process. Mm-hmm. You can't punish someone without a trial. It's in the Constitution. You have to have due process. And then it also is violating your First Amendment, like Tech, how you said. If I come in and I'm like, oh, man, I really just didn't want to wake up today. Why should something I say to express myself now violate two other of my constitutional rights? Tech, you want to say something? Yeah. So I don't don't know if either one of you guys seen it, but the, the video of the guy who's in an argument with his girlfriend and she was slashing her, her arms or she was cutting herself with like this huge steak knife. And the whole time she's screaming out loud enough for the neighbors to hear, why are you cutting me? Why are you cutting me? You have crazy people, men and women, that act just like that on a daily basis. This guy fortunately was able to grab his phone and videotape her while she was doing it. There are plenty of people around the, the world that aren't able to videotape the crazy person that they're dealing with. And uh, that crazy person ends up with a whole bunch of uh, bruises and marks and injuries. The police show up and they're saying, this person beat me, this person cut me, this person did that. Now all of a sudden, you're a suspect in a crime that never necessarily happened that way and your rights are once again violated because of laws like this. Dude, you better get a Nest camera. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> get cameras all over the house. Boom. That's it. <laughs> it's like the body cameras. Oh, we want body cameras so we could count all the police doing bad things. Okay. Oh, it didn't work out because you found out that most civilians lie in police complaints? <laughs> oh, body cameras violate our constant. Come on. Let's be real here, people. Oh, make sure you always, always – it's always cover your ass. No, Listen, if you're dating a crazy – I've dated crazy chicks before. Make sure you cover your ass. Get out of there as soon as you can, but cover your ass. Always have that phone ready to record. All right, guys. Speaking of gun grabbers, we're no, not mini Mike Bloomberg. We are not talking about him today as he is essentially dead in the race while dead at <laughs> zombie Joe Biden is, is actually creeping back in. We are going to talk about crazy communist Bernie Sanders who has decided he doesn't want the votes of any gun owners in America. 
saying that his D-minus rating from the NRA is not good enough. He wants an F rating, much like his record as a public servant. This guy, who right now is still the front runner, Biden is somehow still alive. They are just, it's like weekend at Bernie's. Someone is literally just carrying Joe Biden onto the stage and moving his mouth with their hand and speaking behind him. But he's somehow still alive. But Bernie Sanders is still the front runner to get the nomination. This is someone who wants not only to destroy American society in general, but clearly wants to take our guns away. It's, it's, I don't understand the Democrat strategy for this election. I really don't. It's, it's almost like they're working against themselves to destroy the far left of their base and try to bring everyone back to the middle. Unfortunately, I don't think they're that smart. I don't think they're smart enough to do that. Tack, just when we thought Bernie Sanders couldn't get any crazier, he's been an open communist for the last 120 years. He... I just he he's an open anti he campaigns with open anti semites. What what is the strategy here, Tack? What is it? I don't get it. He and I constantly say it. He appeals to a very small pers a, a very small part of the United States, very tiny little but part. Doesn't of the he want to win? Apologetic old people, but this this small portion of the United States is the loudest portion of the United States apologetic old women and then college students apologetic old women and then college students that's who Bernie Sanders but being the loudest doesn't make you right this isn't an argument where you just start clapping to make yourself louder so you can win that's not the way that politics work they don't they don't see it that way when they see the the loudness and they see that people are gravitating toward it when you're that high up you don't you don't see the numbers behind it. You don't see the reality behind it. They're they're all the way on cloud nine. They don't they don't get what's really going on. Now, what he did besides not pay back child support that he owes, what he did was he legitimately <laughs> made himself lose the election, the general election. Because you have, look at Virginia, thousands upon thousands of left leaning gun owners in the United States. Hunters, uh, sports shooters, like the the one handgun a month in Virginia is really going to get under the skin of the sports shooters that are out here that just happen to be Democrats. So you don't want gun owners to vote for you. So those who are Democrats that are gun owners, you don't want them to vote for you. You just lost their vote. Congratulations, Bernie Sanders. Now, Joe Biden, Mr trying to be off the cuff like his buddy, the black god, Barack Obama. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Joe Biden, who couldn't remember the opening <laughs> to the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women are created by go, you know the thing. <laughs> That's worse than George Bush saying... <laughs> OBGYN should be able to share their love with women across America. <laughs> what was it, Dan Quayle who couldn't spell potato? <laughs> I'm done here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when it comes to Bernie Sanders, it's, it's really um, the, the progressive uh, movement, really, and it's, 
it's it's beyond just the the everyday average Democrat liberal policy um, that is has been taking shape for you know over a hundred years. But um, it, the, he's he's appealing to like like Tox said, uh, there's there's a, a small group of people that that he's appealing to, but there's another group of people that I don't think was mentioned was is that the, the people that are younger than the college age but have the media access and they hear the, the, the buzzwords free college free health care and they don't have any idea of the economic structure or the the way that economics works and the fact that you know mommy and daddy actually have to pay you know, upwards of, you know, 40% income tax, depending on what your tax bracket is. Um, and then on top of that property taxes and, and, and your, your, you know, the t-shirt that I'm wearing is taxed, you know, eight to 13% across the country. I mean, they're not, they're not aware of what is taking place behind the scenes. And then they're hearing these buzzwords and, and they, they, you know, if, if Bernie Sanders, in, in my opinion, is he, don't, he doesn't have a shot. However, the more and more these people are putting out this rhetoric that is not challenged by sound conservatives on a local level, state level, and really the federal level, and all you have is, I mean, Donald Trump has done a lot of things that he said he's going to do. But Donald Trump isn't even really addressing the progressivism that is taking place in this country. He's just dealing with all the other stuff. So when when we're silent, when we sit in the background and we think that, oh, we're just going to vote, we're going to vote these suckers out. Well, in certain places, it's it's literally impossible to vote out Democrats. New York, it's literally impossible right now to, to vote out Cuomo. It's, it's not possible. The only thing that, that it is possible is that we stand up and we get enough people behind us. And then, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, perhaps there's enough woke folk that, that get this emperor out of office, or there's other things that are taking place. And that's why I'm part of the organization that I'm part of and then we're actually actively seeking to to make petitions we're actively making uh talking with lawyers and actually pursuing uh bringing cuomo up on treason charges and and other things lawsuits and and the you know these are the things that need to continue to take place and to be put out there because the people that aren't paying attention are going to hear the buzzword from the progressive left, and then they're going to jump on that bandwagon when it is their time to be able to vote, and then we're going to be screwed anyway. So it doesn't matter if Trump is in office for the next four years. It doesn't matter. Bernie Sanders, it's it's a long game for them. It has nothing to do with right now, in my opinion. You're 100% right. Yeah. I, I've said it uh, before on one of our previous episodes. Once November passes, we have to start thinking 2024 and 2028. And that's, I don't, I don't see people doing that, especially online. Everybody's so focused on, on the here and now that they're not thinking beyond that. 
So I, I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah, and like you said, buzzwords. We talk about this all the time. It's about controlling the language. Mm-hmm. It came. It started with political correctness. It started with not being able to say certain things. It people just got so sensitive. You can't just ignore someone who says something mean to you. Like, let's get over this, people. <laughs> but it really is because he talks. He literally every time Bernie Sanders steps on stage, he calls Donald Trump a racist and a liar. Nancy Pelosi said that Donald Trump lied throughout his entire State of the Union. They're literally just making stuff up. But their base eats it up, and they get more and more rabid as it goes along. We've had they had uh, Project Veritas got Bernie staff members talking about putting liberals up against a wall. This is a group that is not it's not to be taken lightly. Well, I doubt Bernie Sanders has a chance because Trump supporters know exactly you need to be out there voting. We all know what happened in 2016. You got to be out there voting if you don't want the wrong person in office. But these people are legitimate. They've said that if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, they're going to burn Milwaukee to the ground. And listen, I believe them. I believe that they will go out there and start riots if Bernie Sanders is not the nominee. The, the progressive left, this Marxist communist bullshit that is coming up in America needs to be squashed. It needs to be taken seriously. And we have to stand up against it. Because if people like us don't stand up against it, then no one will. Because the talking heads can say whatever they want. People at Fox News can say whatever they want. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. People have lost complete faith in all of mainstream media. But if regular people are not willing to stand up for their rights, no one will. Because the elite will always have their money. They'll always have their way out. It's people like us, people who can't afford to move. People who can't, who end up not being able to afford to stay, who are going to lose out the most. So the regular man has to stand up and has to fight for their rights. That's what this country was built on. If you read the Declaration of Independence, it is literally going, hey, we do, these are our rights. You're a dick. Here are all of our grievances against you. That is the Declaration of Independence. And we've lost a lot of that as Americans because of indoctrination of leftist ideals, mm-hmm. because of all the bullshit being pushed in public school systems. I was lucky enough to get through the public school system when it wasn't that bad. It was still kind of bad, but it wasn't that bad. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. And- if we don't stand up and just take charge of this country, it's we're going to lose it. Yes. Yeah, that's, that, that's what we have to do, period. I'm, and, a, I'm, I'm a, a strong advocate, and uh, Evan will tell you, I am a strong advocate of, of bringing back the, the not getting rid of the Board of Education completely, but, but at least tweaking it to where the Board of Education has very, very limited power over the, the school system. Because when you give the state, I don't care which state it is, it could be great old red Texas, you know, that, the Lone Star State, you give any state a, a power, complete power over the school system, and they have a, a board of ed, then that state can do just like, like Bernie Sanders was saying with Cuba. They had the literacy program. The state starts their own literacy program, and then you know you don't even know that there were black slave owners in in the United States throughout Louisiana, South Carolina. All anybody ever knows is oh, the white slave massa that treated my people wrong. That's all they know. But it's because you gave the state the power over your education. If you did it, you would know so much more. You'd have the ability to learn so much more. But now you have to go out and get it on your own as opposed to, which isn't a bad thing, 
But this is stuff that needs to be included, a whole circle, a whole 360 of education. And we've allowed this, the states to take that away. Oh, it's, it's, oh, continue, Chris. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's beyond it's beyond the in my opinion, it's it's beyond just, you know, allowing the Department of Education to exist. Um, I mean, anything the government touches really is just is is socialized, um, to to be frank. I mean, that that's really uh, the, the the core of the the basis of all of the socialist type of ideals that have been spread throughout, you know, all of, all of human history um, really is that the, the government is the, the one who decides anything. And, and really, if, if you look at the, the truth and the stats, if, if you want to talk about education, I mean, what has taken place with, with this common core stuff uh, in, in New York and in other places, I mean, we've dropped, from one of the most intelligent countries, if not the most prolific intelligent countries when it comes to technology, uh, manufacturing, you know, inventions, all of those things that were taking place happened here. Like innovation, I mean, really, it's all connected. When you have a free people who are challenged and incentivized to actually live out their own life and better their own life and better their own community and, and do something good for everybody, everybody wins. But when you have the government saying that you can't have this, you know, supply or that supply or you're limited to one, you know, handgun a month, you know, it's, it, 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 it really boils down to, you know, the, the, the education department, um, I mean, what what can they really, what can they really do to show that they have a reason for existing? I, I just don't see it. Every everything has gone down. We're we're dumber, you know. To be frank, we're dumber in this country at this point. Um, I mean, I'm 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 not going full out. Let's go straight anarchy. But I mean, it. It's almost like that's one of our only answers at this point, and that's not at all a good answer. Yeah, the education system is in shambles. Um, for those of you who are just tuning in, I work in special education. I'm currently in grad school for special education. The crap that is being taught to people in graduate school who are going to become teachers is absolutely ridiculous. I had to read an article about what it's like for transgender students who also are dyslexic and have other mental disabilities. <laughs> when on earth is that ever going to apply to me being a teacher? Teach me how to be a better teacher. I don't need to learn about it. It's, it's really insane. This is the stuff that they're pushing. This is the stuff that's being taught. Almost every single class that is not a specialized subject class, that is like 90% of it. I had to do a lesson plan. They, so they go pick any subject. go, U.S. history. American Revolution. Perfect. It's easy. I got this. They're like, oh, make sure you include things on gender identity and racism. I'm just like, you mother you just ruined the American Revolution for me. But I flipped it on him. I put in the anti-slavery quotes from George Washington and I turned it on him. So 
They were not happy about that. <laughs> but it really is. The education system needs to be revamped. It needs to be – we need to take it back. The mm-hmm. kids are being pumped with nonsense. They're teaching kids. They spend a month on the Trail of Tears. That's not a month. That's a lesson. It's, it's really ridiculous. And then they go over World War II in about five minutes. It's, it's the, the way that the education system is being run is really disgusting. Yeah. All right, guys. As you know, we here at Empire State Conservatives, we love our listeners, and we want you all to be healthy and combating the coronavirus. We have some great health advice from President Trump. Here, listen to this. The CDC said yesterday that they believe it's inevitable that the virus will spread in the United States, and it's not a question of if but when. Do you agree with that assessment? Well, I don't think it's inevitable. It probably will. It possibly will. It could be at a very small level or it could be at a larger level. Whatever happens, we're totally prepared. We have the best people in the world. Uh, you see that from the study. Uh, we have the best prepared people, the best people in the world. Uh, Congress is willing to give us much more than we're even asking for. That's nice for a change. Uh, but we are uh, totally ready, willing, and able. It's a term that we use. It's ready, willing, and able. We have, we have, uh, it's going to be very well under control. Now, it may get bigger, it may get a little bigger, it may not get bigger at all. We'll see what happens. Tonight, you're minimizing the risk, the danger of the virus. Are you telling the Americans, except for the ones who are sick, not to change any of their behaviors? No, I think you have to always, you know, I do it a lot anyway, as you probably heard. Wash your hands, stay clean. You don't have to necessarily grab every handrail unless you have to. You know, you do certain things that you do when you have the flu. I mean, view this the same as the flu. When somebody sneezes, I mean, I try and bail out as much as possible with this sneezing. I had a man come up to me a week ago. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I said, how are you doing? He said, fine, fine. He, he hugs me. Kiss. I said, are you well? He says, no. <laughs> he said, I have the worst fever and the worst flu. And he's hugging and kissing me. So I said, excuse me. I went and I started washing my hands. So you have to do that. You know, this is, I, I really think, doctor, you want to treat this like you treat the flu, right? And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be. So as President Trump has said, it's essentially like the flu. You bunch of bunch of morons. Less people die from the coronavirus than die from the flu every year. Wash your hands, stay away from public places, and go to the doctor if you're not feeling well. Tack, what it, this coronavirus madness is just it's it it's like it they put it out there. I feel like it feels like a conspiracy theory, but you notice how those Hong Kong protests dried up really quick when the coronavirus came out. Uh-huh. I mean, is this just more globalist bullshit or is this just something where people are just scared yeah. because it has a new name? It's scared because it has a new name. They, nobody, when they talk about the flu every year, nobody ever calls the flu by the actual name of the virus. Nobody says the coronavirus. Everybody knows that the flu always has a, a different strand of flu virus every year. Everybody knows that the flu vaccine is possibly last year's version of the flu, and they give it to you so that your body can recognize the remnants of the flu virus and fight it off more quickly than if you just didn't have the flu shot at all. Then all of a sudden, people are saying, the coronavirus. Uh, And this is what we're talking about when we say language and that words matter. Nobody went to look up what the coronavirus actually was. 
they just heard coronavirus and everybody said, oh my God, what the hell is that? <laughs> Literally, if you feel like you're starting to get sick, don't start getting on the trains to go to your nearest hospital. Don't start getting on the buses to go to your nearest hospital. You can literally stay home and what, what, what is it called? Self-quarantine? Yeah, drink orange juice. And get, get better for the next. Because if you go out, you're going to affect 200 people there on the same train car as you. And those 200 people are going to go then onto the bus once they get up above ground and affect the 76 people that are on the, the bus with them. And they're going to bring it to their households. And then all of a sudden you have this huge outbreak of a scary sounding name. <laughs> essentially the flu so do like your, your president said wash your hands use hand sanitizer whatever the hell you have to do but stay home when you feel like you're getting sick just like you do with every other sickness chris what wash your hands like <laughs> how dumb are we <laughs> to have a sickness <laughs> And have the government tell us that we need to be wash, washing our hands. Like, where where have we gone as a society? Like, people back in the day over in India and Africa, like, they used to wipe their butts with their right hands and they would shake the, the hand of their, their, you know, friend or confidant or people they met with their left hand because they knew their right hand was dirty. And we've come a long way. And now all of a sudden, just wash your hands, guys. And, and <laughs> then we have people that are, that are putting it out like, uh, you know, stop buying the masks because the manufacturers can't keep up with the demand and the nurses in the hospitals aren't going to be able to have masks on that are dealing with actual issues that, you know, are, are breathable. Like, and not saying that there's nothing – at all to worry about but i mean really the truth is is the coronavirus has been around for a while the bottles of lysol says that it kills coronavirus obviously mm -hmm. this is covid19 it's a new strain but anybody paying attention to that will understand just like tax said that it's it's just a new new strain and there's definitely conspiracies a, a, attached to it i've, I've I've seen so much going on around Facebook about it. And I mean, really it is just intelligence, man. Stop eating fast food all the time. Why don't you eat something healthy, put some nutrients into your body, drink some orange juice, drink lots of water, you know, put a heated blanket on in your bed, stay home. Don't go out, you know, to the club, you know, sharing your drink with everybody and, hopping on the train and coughing and, you know, holding the rails on the freaking, you know, <laughs> train. like just it's common sense. I, it, it blows my mind, the madness of all of these avian flus and Ebola and all like, come on, people just use your head. I mean, you talked about intelligent. There are people that still believe in communism and that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. So we have a lot of issues. <laughs> I, I snuck it back in. I brought it back. Cheers. All right, guys, that is the perfect place to stop. That is our show for today. Guys, make sure you like, share, subscribe. Definitely share this, guys. Share this with a conservative. Share this with 
anyone who you think needs to be informed on the issues on what's going on. The only way to help this state is to spread knowledge around. We have to wake people up. That is the only way to do it. Guys, make sure you share this on every podcast platform, Empire State Conservatives Podcast. Visit our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. Our store is also on there. We have my hat, tax hat, both of our shirts. Sorry, everyone wearing the same shirts. I know it's kind of foofy, but if I say gay, then we'll go. Oh, shit. There I did. All right. It's kind of gay, but we did it. Bromance. It's bromance. Guys, make sure, you, make sure you follow Tack on Instagram at Solomon Tack. That's two A's and a C. Follow us at Get Red Pilled and Y. Follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives. Chris, tell everyone where they can find the New York Citizens Defense Organization online. Uh, so right now we're actually working on a website. We don't have that up and running yet, but we do have the group on Facebook the New York Citizens Defense Organization. Uh, you can connect with Evan and the uh, New York or the Empire's uh, Conservative uh, Podcast and, and all that social media. Plenty of the people that are out there um, are already involved in our group, um, so it's it's not going to be hard to hard to find. Keep your eyes open. We've got news coming. All right, guys. For that, make sure you drink Sam Adams and don't let fear take your freedom. <laughs>